How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local, it's time for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Now the Bucks will head back home. And again, you never count them out so tough in Milwaukee. But once again, this night belongs to the Phoenix Suns. T gets inside. Nader may have gotten a piece of it. And the Suns can now dribble it out. Final seconds. The Phoenix Suns are now two wins away from their first NBA championship. I know me. I know how hard I work during the summer. I know how I play. Uh, I knew the pieces that was here. I knew Book was here. And like I say, I knew the pieces. I knew mine. I knew that we would have a system. I knew that we would build trust. So uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. I think we, we competed. There's a lot of things that we've got to improve. Rebounding the ball. We can play better. We can definitely play better. We can make, make more shots. Getting, still getting good looks. But yeah, we're going towards the right direction. Now, I don't know if we're going to win the game, the next game, or the game after that but I know that we're going to compete uh, we're going to watch what we did uh, good in the tape and hopefully we can carry over to game three and do it even better and do it with more energy and uh, with more physicality and make it tougher for them and um, and I've said this and I'm going to keep saying it over and over again not just for the media for myself to hear it also uh Hopefully, when we do those things, we can put ourselves in a position to win the game. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer. That, of course, was from a year ago today. So we've been looking back at the NBA Finals so far, which were last July. And we're at Game 2 now. A year ago today was Game 2. A year ago today was my parade guarantee. A year ago today was when LeBron James tweeted two down, two to go at CP3. I need to go find that tweet and throw out a happy anniversary uh, tweet for for LeBron. We're looking back at the NBA Finals because, one, why not? And, two, it was awesome. And, three, I mean, the Brewers play like seven games the rest of the month (laughs) with All-Star break. And then they got today 
yesterday off and they got Monday off. And it's like, oh, my God. And I wanted to do this with Toby. You know, Toby came back here about last May. And so we're all of a sudden in this playoff run and it's exciting. I thought, what a great way to spend the month of July. And now Toby's going to work the afternoon show like the rest of the month. But I can hop on if you need me to. Oh, you know what? That might be nice. Certainly the day uh, that they won the finals. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> when <laughs> Toby, don't make me laugh. Toby drove me back uh, to the station. And then I ran the board for a show from, what, 1 to 5, 2 to 5? Yeah, you did a and show. And you slept on the couch. And I slept on the couch. Because <laughs> we were on all night. We were on all night. That was all a great thing. All night long. I don't want to talk so much about Game 6. We'll talk about Game 6, Game 6. But everybody at Game 6, we all knew we were going to win. Game six. Uh, yeah, you know what you should find is the audio from the day before game six, or the day of game six, the morning of. Yeah. Because we were already celebrating it. Yeah. Yeah, the morning of game six, we all knew the Bucks were going to win the championship. Every Everyone knew. I'm not saying like me and Toby. I'm not saying like, oh, the station had an idea and we had a plan for an overnight schedule. I'm saying everyone. When you went down there to the Deer District or to the game or wherever you were, everyone knew you were going to win. They were going to win that game. It, it was Bucks and Six. Well, and I remember we had a meeting with the boss and we were talking about the plans of if they won, but there was never like a doubt. It was like, all right, this is what's happening tonight. This is what we're doing. There was never a doubt they were winning game six. Bucks and Six always. That's for the culture. Right. There was never a doubt. Going back to game two, there was actually. You know, I was listening to some of the show from that day, and we'll listen to some callers and stuff, and there was some negativity, but there was also some optimism. I think when you go back to game two of the NBA Finals last year, this was a game where the Bucks lost by 10. They lost 118 to 108. Now, in this game, the Suns were unconscious. They shot 50% from three. The Bucks shot 9 to 31, and the, uh, the Suns shot... 20 of 40 from three. They shot 48%, 49% from the field in total. And they shot 23 pointers on 40 attempts for 50 points. They were not to be denied. And I just thought this was a case of, you know, the sun shooting has to level out. It has to level out. It's the same reason why I was confident that the Bucks could come back against the Celtics last year, this year, although the Celtics three-point shooting never really leveled out. It only got stronger. It grew with each and every game, which was terrible. So then after game two, we came in here on the air, and I was pretty upset, not that they had lost. I mean, upset that they lost right. You're down 2-0 in the NBA Finals. That's not good. But I was upset that, it looked like it might – a lot of people thought it was over. Now, as we go through the show, more of you guys that call in and listen, you started to say, all right, let, let's just take a look here. Game three, we can win game three. But the national narrative was this was done. This was done. And I had to remind people that it was not done. I actually came in here – you know, I don't – I don't want to like live off the parade chair thing my whole life. Okay. And I was doing some work last night and my wife saw me like pull up an old video and she's like, Oh, the parade chair thing again. <laughs> I'm like, Well, it's, it's the year anniversary. And she's like, do you think you've peaked? <laughs> was that when you peaked? 
I'm like, geez, man. Uh, and then I said, probably. But, I mean, we were very confident. So the day, here's, this is the start of, I'm going to play you the start of the show where I was very confident. And then a caller called in, Kurt, who was anything but confident. So this is, we're going to take you back to the day after game two, which was a year ago today. Game two was a year ago today. And this is how the next day the show started with supreme virtuosity, unflappable command, and confidence. This is from, well, a year ago. I'm Bart. That's Toby. Good morning. Oh, what a good morning it is. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I feel good. Bucks lost last night. I feel good. I do feel good. I am going to, uh, for the first time in a while, really put myself out there, like really aggressively, where you want to save my tweets for old takes exposed. You want to save the tape and play it back to me. I am just telling you how I feel. That's all I ever do. I think the Bucks are going to win the NBA Finals. I know they're down 0-2. I know last night was frustrating. I know game one was frustrating. I think they're going to win the NBA Finals. You got to win four in the next five. It's going to be hard. Is that what we want to do today? Do we want to be like, oh, you got to win four in the next five? Do we want to be in awe of the Suns? All you guys are in awe of the Suns. If I get one more person texting me or tweeting me, the Suns are just too good, man. We just, they're too good. Are they? They're good. The Suns are a fantastic team. I'm taking away nothing from them. The Suns are so good. They got out of the West. They're good. Oh, they got a lot of good players. Good coach. They're good. You know who else is good? The Bucks are good. The Bucks are good. You know how I know that? They got to the NBA Finals. And last night... They lost 118 to 108. And I'm I'm I am not joking about this. I am going to go to Walmart after the show. I am buying a lawn chair. I am going to Wisconsin Avenue. I picked it in front of the Fister. And I'm gonna put a chair there and set it up for the parade. So live action here, real quick. That was how I started the show. I mean Let's toot my horn a little bit, right? Calling the shot of shots. Come on. I mean, yeah, that, that was an impressive call right there. Yeah, your boy. Now, I set it up in a different location. I went by the Fister, which I think the parade did go by. But I went by the Fister, and I didn't like the setup. I ended up setting up in front of a vacant building. And at that time, I just had one chair. That chair got stolen, so then I brought more chairs. Then the city got involved. And then I did all this, and the chairs weren't even on the correct par- parade route. Well, I, that doesn't need to be brought up. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was still an awesome call. That's a nice footnote. I did just find the LeBron James tweet, by the way, and tweet happy anniversary. Uh, LeBron James, two down, two to go at CP3, the night of July 8th. Because LeBron, wasn't he at one of the games? Yeah, he was at the game. Was it game two? 
No, it was one of the ones that the Bucks won. I think it was either game So game five. I think it was game five because he's in the background. It would have had to be five. He's in the background of Giannis's block on Aiton, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's he, at like front row seats, but yeah, he's bare, like almost on the bench. Yeah, you've got this epic photo of Giannis doing an incredible play in the middle of the NBA Finals. And here's LeBron James sitting there as a spectator. It's like how uh, I always say Devo- Donovan Mitchell was at the decision. Well, LeBron James was at the eight and block. <laughs> All right, so here's more from that show. Uh, you chime in to tell me who is on the phone. We must have had the phone screener down that day. Apparently. <laughs> Great. And uh, my voice my voice sucks again still. But here's a little more of uh, the show open, and then we take a call from... We take a call from uh, Kurt. Because I think the Bucks are going to win the NBA Finals. Let's get out to line four. We have Kurt and Beaver Dam. Tell you straight up, I'm, I get a little bit negative. I, I believe, say it with me, I believe that we will get swept. <laughs> we are going to get swept. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> no, we're not. Yeah, we are. I'm telling you. If, if that game last night doesn't tell you why Budenholzer should be fired, even though they made it to the Finals, I don't know what will. Um, you somebody tell me what the Bucks are going to do differently defensively that that they haven't already tried or done to stop Booker. Well, one of the re, uh, one of the things is that last night they had Middleton on him, and Middleton wasn't worth a you know what. I thought he defended Booker well last night. Not no, not even Booker no. was making tough shots over him. I thought no, nope. And I'll tell you what, for as great as Giannis is, and he was great last night, his free throws are continuing to kill us. Kurt, this is a real so buzzkill like right to, now. Holiday is killing us, too. Everybody knows that. I mean, he, he just is not. He almost looks like he. Oh, Kurt, the audience is booing you here. I know it, man, but I, I'm, I, I just got a feeling that this is going to be. You're booing my I family. Think, wow. I don't think the Bucks are going to win at home on Sunday. Oh, no, that's a guarantee. I don't think so. Oh, I'll guarantee I'll tell you it. what, if I'm wrong, I'll call back, and I will uh, call him back. But I think yeah, I might be I willing see. to put my house on the line on Sunday, and I'll even repair the hole in the basement before I give it to you. Okay, so tell me, tell me this, then. The, the main question that I called about, how are they going to defend them differently to stop them? Uh, honestly, honestly, they're going to hope that the shots don't go in, to be honest. That's, that's honest. Yeah. All right, man. I, I hope I hope I'm wrong, but I just got a feeling that they're gonna that they're gonna they're gonna leave and lose this in five, or they're gonna. Kurt, I need you to have a better day. It's a Friday. I know it, man. I know, I know, I know. So that was a pretty buzzkill call from Kurt. I was telling people back to live action here, but I was telling people that you know I felt pretty good, and Kurt called in and tried to kill that. My whole thing with why I thought. Well, there are a couple different reasons why I thought the Bucks would still win. I thought the Bucks would still win because I didn't like the way that the the sun. I mean, fifty percent from three, right? That's uh, that's pretty obnoxious. That's not going to continue. And the thing about the playoffs last year with the Bucks was we kept seeing the same thing happen, and then we totally forgot about it by the next series. You know, even the Hawks series. They go down right away, and then Giannis gets hurt. They still win that series. The Nets series, they were down 2-0 and almost lost game three. 
but they still came back and they were down three, two in that series. I mean, how many times last year was it over? Were the bucks done? And I just, but it's a seven game series in the NBA. It's a seven game series and you have to play out all those games. So one of my, my, my whole thought was it's a seven game series. Let's play it out. I tried to sound as douche-less as possible, but I kept saying that it's because I was a better NBA Finals watcher than most people. <laughs> but but I'd been I had been invested in what uh, seven different NBA Finals since then. I don't know. The Warriors just made their six and eight years, so I had been invested in five different NBA Finals. Like I'm watching the Warriors in these finals with a very strong rooting interest. Uh, and since we're revisiting things today, did you know my brother works for the Warriors? Oh, really? Yeah. He works for them. Um, and so I have a rooting interest in the Warriors, and I see the, I see them go down in these series. And one game that I brought up a lot was the series where they were down. They were down 2-1 to one to the Cavs. And in game three, I think it was Matthew Dellavedova, Delhi played – Really good defense on Steph. And everyone's like, oh, my God. The league has finally found the Steph Curry stopper. The Cavs are going to win the series. This is after three games. And so you see this whole resume of Steph Curry. But then you see one night, of De- really one quarter of Della Vadova playing well on Steph in the fourth. And everyone shifts their opinion. It, I warn people, and I think a lot of people know it, but it doesn't. No one can stop it in the NBA. We always, always overreact to one game. We always think we know what's going to happen after one game. So my plea with people was, I'm a better NBA Finals watcher than you. Please listen to me. All I'm saying, and I'm, I've tried to make this clear throughout the playoffs, and I really want to emphasize it today, is that. The swings of the NBA Finals are as wild as any playoff there is. Because a lot of people today are going to say a lot of things about how this series is over. Before the series, we map it out and say, oh, the Suns will probably win game one, game two at home. Bucks can win game three. I mean, we, we know that the Suns are likely to win those home games. A series doesn't start until the road team wins a game. Now, if the Bucks come out on, on Sunday and lose, yeah, okay, we're probably in trouble. We're probably in trouble. But that hasn't happened yet. And game four hasn't happened yet. And I know everybody wants to be, woe is me, I root for Wisconsin, will I ever get nice things. You're in the NBA Finals against a team that you can beat. I feel, look, I don't, I, four or five's a challenge. I'm not, I'm not an idiot despite how I sound. I know it's going to be tough. They were in this spot against the Nets. They were down to the Hawks. The Raptors were in this spot against the Bucks. I've seen it time and time again with the Warriors. Let's just not write the eulogy until they're dead, okay? They're, you get If you need to do it to like guard yourself from the pain, you're a grown person now. Stop doing that. We're in the NBA Finals. Stop tweeting me that it's over. The Suns are better. Oh, I, it's, it's over. It's not. It's it's not over. 
Two games have been played. There's five to go. Bucks need to win four of them. It's a challenge. They've done it before. I think they can do it again. If they don't win the finals, that's going to suck. But please, 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 please do not spend your weekend being all sad and thinking that this is over. Come on! All right, so that was a year ago. What a a great prognosticator I am. What a great motivational speaker I am. Yeah, incredible. I mean, could I be a life coach? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) I thought you were about to throw a chair in there, but that didn't come till later. Now, when did I start throwing? I think the Packers is when I started. Yeah, you threw chairs. chairs during the Packers. Yeah. And then uh and then I bro- I thought that was a fun bit. Hey guys, I'm throwing chairs and then I broke one. <laughs> uh, and so that was This is why we bit. can't have nice things. Yeah, that was probably not good. <laughs> I love how Sam decided that you were just playing that audio. Like, you weren't actually throwing a chair. No, no, I was throwing chairs, man. Most definitely were throwing chairs. Rami, this one's for you! <laughs> <laughs> when's, the, when's the time I broke one? I, def- I definitely broke one. I even threw chairs when I was happy. I'm telling you new information. I don't just throw chairs when I'm mad, Toby. I throw chairs of jubilation. <laughs> that, that, the, uh, that we have a problem. Did you break the chair? Uh, I did not break the chair. Well, there's other <laughs> chairs, so you can just always grab another one if you need it. Well, I think this bit has come to an end. oops so you broke it the one time you were happy (laughs) yeah what was i happy about i have no idea brewers probably scored three runs in a game (laughs) (laughs) i couldn't contain my joy so all right game two of the nba finals last year it was a year ago today in that game again the suns were hot i think if you just look at their three-point totals well booker had 31 points seven for 12 and what I mentioned there was there was – I thought Middleton guarded him pretty well. Booker was just making shots, kind of like you saw Jalen Brown make against the Bucks this year, where there was a game where Jalen Brown was guarded really tough, and it was the last second in the shot clock, and he just – he still got a three-point shot up. He wasn't throwing up a prayer, but it was like the closest thing to a prayer that could still be considered a three-point shot, and they'd go in. And that was happening a lot in this game, game two – Chris Paul had 23 points. He was three for five. Jay Crowder, after scoring zero points in game one, he was three for five from three. He always kills the Bucks. Bridges, three for nine. Then you got some production off the bench. Cam Johnson, two for four from three. I think Torrey Craig going two for three from three. I think when Torrey Craig made a, made a three, I was like, okay, this is this is not real. This is not real life. Because Torrey Craig, people were trying to make that a storyline. Remember, he was a buck for two months and they never played him. I remember Asking Eric, name of the athletic, why aren't the Bucks playing Torrey Craig? And I could feel him. I could feel him ESP me and be like, Bart, I write for the athletic. I'm hot in demand. You get me a couple of times. You're going to ask me about Torrey Craig? So he made a couple of shots. Uh, for the Bucks, Giannis was 15 of 22, 11 of 18 at the free throw line. He had 42 points, though. 
42 and 12. So he was putting up big numbers throughout that well, series. Well, it made you feel a lot better because game one, you saw him, he was like kind of limping around, didn't look like he was fully healthy, didn't necessarily trust that knee. Game two comes out and does that. So you're like, all right, they could come back if Giannis keeps doing this. If, if you, you saw the same Giannis that you saw in game one, I don't know that you would have been as confident. But seeing Giannis do what he did in game two, you're like, all right, maybe they could come back because Giannis can still put this team on his back. Yeah, there was definitely some – there were enough, like, signs in that game, and there were enough – there were enough things that happened where you could say, okay, if this and if that, and they weren't that extreme. Like, if Giannis can continue this, if the Suns don't don't shoot like this, you know, there are plenty of things that still made you feel like this was a series that they could win, and you know that's kind of what Giannis spoke to after. In this situation, like I understand, you know, there's so much, you know, pressure from you know from the from the whole world, from uh, you know from the media, from the fans, from you know this. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not about just in, us individually. It's about like the whole team, everybody that worked to be in this position. And uh, we should be proud of ourselves, and we should just go out there and, you know, enjoy the game to the fullest. You know, we haven't been here since 1974. We've made a great run so far this year, and we we got to enjoy this this part. It's kind of hard to enjoy the game when you're losing, but we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. We're going to uh, keep, you know, win or lose, still being together, and we're going we're gonna to figure out, we're going to figure out ways to uh, put ourselves in a position to win. But, uh no, I'm not. I'm not there. I'm just a little bit older. So the game was on a Thursday night, and then they played again. So we're we're doing a recap of Game Two of the NBA Finals, which was a Friday. It was our show? Some highlights from our show. It's a Friday, of course. Here, so they didn't play again until Sunday, and so they come back to Milwaukee, and there's some time to think about it. And what was interesting to go back and listen to was how throughout the show. My preaching of Buck's gospel, I think, was getting instilled into the flock. So as the show went on, you know, people are like, eh, you know, but by the end of it, I think a lot of you guys felt pretty good. Just a compilation of some of the calls from that day. My confidence right now is uh, shaken. <laughs> Definitely shaken, but I, I still have hope. I still have hope. They went absolutely wild last night. They shot 49% for field goal, 50% from three-point percentage. If they keep shooting like that, they deserve to win the final because there's no way that anyone can beat them. But like you said before, they only lost by 10. I know they're going to win game three. I'll put money on it right now. After that, I have no idea how it's going to go because the Suns are setting the pace. Take it one game at a time. And then after, you know, we take care of business game three, if we're able to hold on and win game four, now we got it back head-head. Nobody's ahead. I truly do believe that the Bucks are going to win in seven. It's just that simple. Everyone calm down, and it's it's going to be all right. Can't give up. So who knows? We can, like you said, we can win four in a row. It, it happened to us when we was up 2-0 against Toronto. We was feeling good. Oh, yeah, we got these clowns. And guess what? They beat us four in a row. So you're right. Bucks in six. All day, every day. Look at that. How about you guys coming through back then? You're an inspiration, Bart. You're an inspiration. Well, is it lame when I talk about the parade chair thing? 
No, you can do it every now and then. Now, if you did it every day or every week, it might be a little lame. But it's fun to relive this whole thing. Well, it makes sense today, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes sense. But, no, I mean, bringing it up every now and then, I mean, that's a pretty epic moment. It's a career highlight. I put I put parade chairs down when they were down 0-2 in the NBA Finals. That's... I can brag about that. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, like I really put myself out there, right? So it's like, if I ever like, oh, I think the Brewers are going to win tonight and they lose. Oh, darn. You, oh, Bart, you, you're bad at predicting. Am I? I said, I was willing to put my house on the line for 03. I forgot I had a hole in my basement. That was a nasty hole. It was like, I can't believe more critters didn't get in there. But yeah, then your boy, after the show, after that Friday, I went over to Walmart. I bought one chair, and I set it up on Wisconsin Avenue. All right. I'm down here on Wisconsin Avenue by the Fairfield and the Warner. I got a pretty good spot in the shade, so I'll be ready to go. And uh, all right, I've made my reservation. For the Bucks Parade. I have one chair. And we're good to go. And I taped on it, reserved for Bucks Parade. I wrote on a piece of paper with Sharpie. Um, you know who started calling a bunch during that time? Was a guy downtown Timmy. That turned out to be Tim Shea. <laughs> Our downtown chair correspondent. Our downtown chair correspondent. Because he lived downtown, so he would drive by and and look for us. And then uh, and then we hired, <laughs> we hired him. And apparently he worked here 15 years ago. So if you ever want a job at the fan, uh, you have to have worked here before, <laughs> Toby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tim. Um, Rami, when we hire him back again. I I'm guess sure. Adam wasn't one. Adam, Yeah, Adam's fresh blood. He's fresh meat, so that's good. Mike the Painter, he was along for the ride. What's up, Mike? Good morning there, Bart. Why, yeah, is this the first, why is this the first time that we're hearing that Tim Shea was the downtown correspondent? I think I brought that up before. I don't remember ever hearing that. Maybe it was one of the days that I wasn't tuning in, but I'm pretty sure I tuned in. Yeah, that Tim day. Shea was our downtown chair correspondent last year. That's pretty cool. How ironic that is. Yep, so maybe you know, there's hope for you that you produce for me one day. No, I'll pass on that one. All I right. don't think I could handle it. All the traveling to go and get Wendy's, that's too much. Okay. <laughs> so you're a big inspiration for us Bucks fans, Bart. Your whole chairs downtown after game two, that just that really puts stuff in perspective for us because we did have the team to do it and we should have been right on with, you know, going with you from the start because we took care of Brooklyn. So it's just. We beat Brooklyn. We were down to Brooklyn. We were down against Atlanta. We came back and beat them. We had the greatest player ever. So we should have never had any doubt. And you just inspired us with your your chair thing. And then for you to lose your chairs and put more chairs down there, that just 
shows the the grit and the you know. I spent my hard-earned money awesome. on chairs that the city yeah. stole, and then Mayor Barrett was ever, so scared he had to run away to Luxembourg. Have 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 you ever tracked those down? Has anybody ever gave you some info on that? No. That's that's a shame. No, my calls went unanswered, and Barrett went to Europe. Yeah, and you were on the news with it. So you yeah, I got on got, the news. You, you should have got free chairs. I should have got free you chairs. Know? Yeah, two chairs every year. But no, that was that was an inspiration there. You know, the Bucks was. I, I wish we could have got back there this season, but what can you do? Next year is uh, a good good shot that we will get there again with our veteran team. I didn't find your call from uh, game two. Do you remember how you were feeling after being down 0-2? Shaken like everybody else. Yeah. But that's all right. We got we got it. We got our bucks and six. Mm-hmm. We got the championship. So, But, no, that was uh, pretty cool about the Tim thing. I don't remember you ever saying oh, that. Oh, you really, you really uh, hung up on that of all things. Yeah, no, yeah, that's oh. pretty cool. Okay, Tim's a, yeah, right. Tim's a good guy. Tim's a good guy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Mike. Good uh, constructive talk. Yeah. Thanks. Have a great day. Have a great day, too. See you, Mike. All right. See you. Oh, Mike is blown away. <laughs> of all of, of all things, yeah, Bart, you predicted they'd come back from an O two deficit in the finals. We've talked about that before. Tim was the guy that was calling from the downtown <laughs> with the chairs. I've said it before when I hosted. When he first came here, I was like, oh, yeah, Tim from downtown, as most of you know him. Eh, it's a little vague still. I mean, you know who he is. You got to say downtown chair correspondent, right? I mean, everyone knew that was Tim from downtown, though. I was like, oh, God, Tim keeps this Tim keeps calling. I know. You know how many times I dropped him before I finally <laughs> let him on the air? Now I'm trying to, I'm trying to like relive game two and how we felt. I don't want it to be too much about me, but should I play the news story <laughs> when I was on the news or not? I was on the news for the chairs. Uh, was that after game two? No, it was before game six. So I'll play it later. Yeah, you got to save that one. All right, I'll play it later. It was before uh, game six, and then that's when, uh, you know. Other stations picked me up, and other radio hosts found out about it, and then uh, other radio hosts said that I'm a tool bag and that I don't go to games, and mm-hmm. I throw coleslaw. Mm-hmm. So that's when that all uh, started. So let's our look down memory lane. The next game we'll talk about, we'll talk about it on uh, Monday. We'll talk about it on Monday when the Bucks won game three and your reaction and how, okay, the tide started to turn a little bit. Because had they lost game three, I mean, the finals would have been over. You know, I talk about the swings and stuff, but you're down 3-0, and the Suns come and beat you on your home court. It's such a pivotal game, that game three. Such a pivotal game. I never felt for a second that they would lose that game, and as you heard from a bunch of the callers there, uh, you guys didn't either. Bucks ended up winning that game by 20 points, and we'll talk about that. Giannis with another 40 in that one. So we'll talk about that one on Monday.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.